you. My name is Fred Oakman, and as always with me today is Mr. Jake Peters. We are P.S. This is Awesome, a PlayStation podcast, and this is episode 304. This is a show where we share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation. But before we get on with the show, I want to invite you all to subscribe to our channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash P.S. This is Awesome. If you want to make fun of our trophy list on the PSN, you can find me at anchorless underscore 81 and Mr. Jake Peters at jakesaw zero. One, as always, you can write the show at psisawesome at gmail.com. Most importantly, don't forget to share the show with your friends. Be sure to leave comments, rate the podcast as you see fit. And as a reminder, we are a video podcast as well, so you can watch us on our YouTube channel. And for new and or long-time listeners, we have a Patreon. You can support our show at a $1 level. The Patreon tier is called the one and only $1 Club. Head over to www.patreon.com slash awesome to become a $1 patron and get a free die cut vinyl sticker mailed to you and a shout out on our show jake how are you doing recording this on monday not on the weekend so uh i think the holidays kind of got things a little out of whack but not much uh how's your day going uh i'm struggling today but i am doing surprisingly well i i did nothing but run like all break or i guess you call it break weekend long weekend whatever you want to call it um i was obviously thanksgiving day we had family stuff going on and then friday we went up to erie and spent the day with um my brother and his family Mm. and then uh saturday we I had to like run errands before we went to the show Saturday night, which was really fun. Yeah. Um and then Sunday we had another Thanksgiving thing with Sarah's family, so I was running all day with that, and then I had a hockey game last night. So I've been uh I've been ripping and tearing and I fucking I got like some tendonitis going on mm. and it is dude, I didn't sleep for shit last night and so I'm dog in a little bit today it's like uh i know you've had shoulder issues oh yeah um and they fucking suck but uh like i think mine's just tendonitis where like i can use it but like if you make the chicken wing and you try to lift it up that's when it fucking hurts Mm. you know what i mean it's like loosening up as the day goes on but um i don't know man just getting old i guess i don't know Mm -hmm. but uh other than that Doing right. How about you? I'm good, man. I'm tired. Unlike you, the only two things I had going on were the two concerts I played. So we played Saturday, and then we played Wednesday. So uh, I left work Wednesday, and then we went and played a show in Erie, which was fun. Man, it's just like it got to the point yesterday where I was just like, I don't even know what to do. Like, this is weird. Like, I, I got, like, restless. I got really restless, and I didn't know what to do. But I found things to do. I, things are good. Uh, we had Thanksgiving here at my place, Chelsea and I, and then we went and did dessert at my parents' house. We're both vegetarians, so we always kind of feel weird mm-hmm. about asking people to cook special meals for us. You know, yeah. mainly Thanksgiving food involves a meat-based gravy, turkey, and then, like, if you're doing, even if you're doing like some sort of casserole, there's always some sort of like chance that the, I don't know, the base or whatever has some kind of chicken broth or something in it. So we uh, keep the cards close to our chest and uh, we just cook for ourselves. We don't inconvenience other people because um, that's what that would be. And we hate being those people. So uh, we, but we did get uh, dessert at my folks, which was nice. 
Thursday evening. But yeah, outside of that, not a whole lot going on. I got a couple of Black Friday things. Uh, nothing crazy. Uh, I have wanted a printer in my house forever. We haven't had a printer for as long as we've been together, Chelsea and I. We've just never had a printer. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how other states work. And I know that it, a lot of people don't even care about this. But, like, you have to you, – when you renew your vehicle registration through PennDOT, you – get emailed like a PDF file and it's just like, okay, here it is. Don't lose it. Make sure you print it. So you always want to make sure you have a copy. And I'm every year bothering my parents. Like, Hey, can I borrow your printer? And if it's not for that, it's for something else, something stupid that I need to print. Um, I can't even think what the last thing was that I need to print over there. I think, I think, well, you know, when you do your taxes, I like I like to keep a hard copy in the safe. Um, in case my hard drive fries or something, I keep, I have a safe in the house. I just keep my personal tax stuff in there. And, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, it's nice to have a printer. So I have a printer, but I bought this printer and it's a Canon, uh, IP eight, seven, two, zero, which is capable of printing borderless 11 by 17 prints. So that's rare in a household printer these days. So it's a little special. Um, it's not like, it's not something you would probably use for like a document printer. It's more for like cool shit. So me with being in my gaming and stuff, like being able to print like my own cards and stuff from home is going to be nice. I know ink can get kind of expensive, but, um, it's not like I'm printing a ton of shit, but just the ability to like, if I create a character to like, just make his card and just be able to do that here is so the convenience is worth it. So got a printer trying to think if I, uh, treated myself to anything else really i mean that was pretty much it um i had some uh just some uh pre-orders that came through recently from hasbro just gi joe shit but um that's about it dude it's been really low-key this week and uh my voice is a little rough i i don't feel sick but i have like i never get chapped lips ever and my upper lip is really fucking chapped right now and I have this rule that when I play out, I bring my own mic because I don't want to use anybody else's and I don't want anyone else using mine. Mm. But that show that we played on Saturday was so disorganized that there were only two microphones and the band before us needed to borrow one. And I was like, sure, yeah, you can fucking borrow my mic. And uh, they're, I want to say, yeah, they're one, one of their singers used it. And I did try to clean it off the best I can. I think it's just coincidence. But I have a fucking chapped upper lip right now. It's also blistering cold outside, so um, I'm sure it's I just. Say, I don't think you can get a you can get chapped lips from freaking. Well, I'm, you got like herpes or something. I guess that's what I'm impo- <laughs> implying is that like I don't think it's a fucking disease that I just got on Saturday, but it better not be. Anyways, yeah, uh, you know, I'm sure it's just from like the cold weather and the dry, the dryness. But outside of that, man, it was nice. Caught up with uh, LJ was in town. Did you see LJ at the show? Mm-hmm. Does he know you? Was he there? Yeah, he, he was there. He showed up. He's, he lives out in Indiana, but he was in town. And mm-hmm. before the show, he and I went to Erie and uh, grabbed lunch together. So it was really nice to hang out with him. So... Mm-hmm. Shout out to LJ. Yeah, I guess uh, I guess I if if he was there, I don't know if I 
talk to him at all. I didn't really talk to anybody. I mean, I was I was kind of catching up with Eric mm. quite a bit, Troy's brother, mm-hmm. and then uh, <clears throat> uh, Lacey and a couple other people were there that I was talking to. And then Sarah's sister was in town. She hasn't been home, and she lives in California now. She hasn't been home in fucking forever, like a year or so. Yeah. So we were kind of hanging out with them, but that's cool. Um, it was a good time. Yeah. Yeah, but man, I can't really report on much else that I've done. Uh, it's just been kind of low key, and I actually took the day of well, off work today, so I, I milked the long holiday into an extra day, which is nice. But I got to go back tomorrow, and I'm it, we're recording this on Monday, and I'm kind of dreading going back. Man, it's like one of those things where it's just like when you're in when you're like in the groove of just used to working all the time. Like you just kind of become desensitized to all the stress and all the stuff involved with your job, and it's just like party every day. But like when you're away from it for a while, going back in is like difficult because you know it's like walking back into the fire. Anyways, it'll be fun. But yeah, enough about us, I guess, and we can just talk about talk about the uh, PlayStation news. You know, we are a PlayStation podcast, so we'll get to it. If my voice sounds weird, it's because of all the singing. Like I said, I don't think I'm getting sick, and I don't think my chap lips are going to affect my voice. So I think it's uh, you know what's something really underrated is chapstick. Like it makes a world of difference when you need it and you have it, as opposed to not having anything. Like it's everything. It's yeah, what a great invention. Luckily, they sell it everywhere, even gas stations. So. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason for that, and it's affordable. <clears throat> so thank God. Can you imagine they could? Can you imagine they could probably upscale chapstick and be like, yeah, it's like ten bucks a stick now everywhere. Just they could all just go in on on it together. It's a necessity. I'm sure, dude. I mean, you could literally just put freaking Vaseline on your lips or something. It would do the <laughs> so same gross. thing. So, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. But what you would not want to put on your lips is uh, water, water or saliva (laughs) or lemon juice. All right, dude, let's get into it. Games we're playing. Every episode we talk about games that we're currently playing. Uh, Let's see here. Dude, I am making progress in Spider-Man 2. And uh, I will mention that there's a couple other things I want to talk about in this section as far as I go. But then I'll hand it over. Uh, Spider-Man 2, good. Uh, I think I just got all the Prowler missions done. I did... You know what many missions that I found... Not, like, super hard. But, like, annoyingly, you have to be on point to get, get through them. Are the ones where you chase the eagles, like the drones through the city my biggest beef with that is that i feel like you're using the wrong stick to control peter i think that you should be using the aim stick to fly around versus the traversal stick i think it makes more sense because you're locked in really to that like, think about, like, if you're flying, right? When you're flying a plane, you're using the look to kind of aim where you're going. Mm-hmm. But in this, you're using the walk, the, the traversal left stick. Your left, your left And it's hand. like, it's, if so it felt, it was, it was like, 
I don't know. To me, it almost feels like using a mouse with your left hand. Mm. Like it was just kind of weird to me. That was my biggest beef with it. Yeah, it didn't feel tight. Uh, I also don't like that it times you out. Like if you fall off track halfway yeah. through. And it, it, they, they were just a little unnecessarily long. Like you tail this. Uh, They're pretty long. Yeah. You tail like a mechanical pterodactyl like through the city and you're flying behind him essentially with the bat wings or whatever, the spider wings. And uh, you're using his – you're drafting if you're familiar with drafting. Uh, for race cars, you're kind of like using him to con- to keep up with them, but you have to stay behind him for a ridiculous long amount of time to like hack into it or something. And it's just like a side mission. There's like eight of these you have to do. Finally got through those. I haven't beaten the main story. Uh, I finished the Sandman stuff. I think. Um, I'm trying to chip away at these side missions as I go through. And uh, but I'm ready to go back to the main story, which I do like. I I like it. Um, so so that being said, two other Jesus. Sorry, I didn't think my phone was on. I wonder what the hell that noise was. Um, so that that being said, is that uh, I did take advantage of the Resident Evil Four. On the PSN. So I downloaded it. I've got it. It is next in line probably because I think the VR is coming out soon for it. And I'm just going to do it VR. So I'm doing it. uh, I'm just doing it in VR. So help me God. And then the other thing that I'm doing is... Uh, Has it come out yet, you said? You don't know. No, no. The VR is supposed to drop in December Mm, for it. But I did buy it. And in addition to that, I read, because it's a VR point, it's not really newsworthy, but that Kayak VR game, which was just a visual fucking treat in VR, have rolled out a patch that that opens up snowfall in one of the night kayak trips in they showed video of what like this little bonus holiday version level is and it looks it looks fantastic so i'll be going back into that just to take it in in the vr world so i'm excited for that um looks so good so those that's i haven't played it but i i own that game i own all three games i talked about now technically but i have not jumped into Resident Evil 4 either. There is a game on the games that came out this this week, new games this week, that I want to talk about that I'm interested in, but I don't know if I'm going to buy it. Jake, what about you? What are you playing? How far are you in Alan Wake? Uh, I'm not super far. I'm like 12 hours in, something like that. Um, it still feels early. I mean, I'm like... It's so hard to gauge progress with the two different storylines mm-hmm. and shit, but... I'm like, I don't know, chapter four for both of them, maybe? Yeah. Or chapter four for Saga and chapter three for Alan. I I don't know. I've just been kind of playing Saga's, like, I wanted to kind of clear out the whole Coffee World thing, if you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) So, like, I've been kind of running around trying to find all the scraps and the lunch boxes and all that kind of shit. So, um, but I actually have been playing 
quite a bit of that. I say quite a bit, maybe like six or seven hours of that uh, Persona 5 Tactica game. Um, it's actually pretty fun. I I don't know if it's something, again, that I'm going to really see out through the long haul, but I've been enjoying that a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Sarah and I together have been playing Castle Crashers Remastered, which we both played and really liked Castle Crashers when it originally came out on PS3. Well, they released a remastered version of it on PS4, and I bought it a long time ago. We just never played it. And over break, she was just like, oh, yeah, let's let's play something. And I was like, well, we have this. Like, you want to play that? And she was like, sure. Yeah. So we've been kind of kind of playing that a little bit, too. So um, I haven't done a – I don't know if I could say that I've done a ton of gaming, but um, – dude, I got to be honest with you, though. And fucking Alan Wake. I the first of all the the wolves piss me off. Yeah, you know? yeah, we talked about that last episode. Yeah, uh, they're they're one of those things where it's like if you've got a flashlight and you've got a shotgun, you can kill them pretty easily. But one of the things that I don't love about it is the way that because it's like a survival horror game, it, it's like literally a Resident Evil game in terms of gameplay. It's not. I mean, it's it's Alan Wake one was much more of like an action, like a thriller, action thriller kind of shooter. This is like straight up a Resident Evil game as far as like uh, mm. ammo conservation, limited resources. Uh, tough enemies, things like that. What do you think of the not to derail you, but what do you think about like the bosses, the mini bosses in in this game? So I just did the 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 one where I won't get into details, but where it's like the it's like the well in Coffee World. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was a cool you know boss. About? Yeah, and I thought that was kind of neat. Once you fit, like, that one I was struggling with until I figured out, like, the shtick. Mm. And then it's like, once I did that, it wasn't too bad. But sometimes I noticed, and I was bitching about this to Sarah a little bit while, because she was watching me play it, was like, there are times where you get surrounded by the enemies that throw their weapons at you. Mm-hmm. And, like, there might be four of them. And you just, you can't dodge them all. Yeah, right. Right? And they're just like, and then they do like the whole zoomy run thing. Oh, and then, yeah. so like sometimes I feel like, and, and this is kind of kind of what I was driving at, was the the way that the enemies respawn in this world sometimes feels a little bit unfair. I'm not going to say that it is unfair, but it's just like, oh, I just fought a bunch of people. I have no ammo, so I get to this safe zone. I fucking save my game or whatever, and then I walk back out of this uh, this safe space, and there's fucking two more enemies again. And it's like, I don't know fucking ammo. And then it's like I'm, like, running through them Weird, to try man. and get find, like, a box or something. But um, the uh, – it's uh, – I don't know. I kind of derailed myself. We're talking about the bosses. There. Oh, 
Yeah, but the I think the bosses are kind of cool. Uh, there are definitely times it's like so easy for the game to get away from you though like like there will be instances where like that battle i was telling you about the bosses have guns and they shoot you once and it takes away like two-thirds of your health yeah so it's like and then the other thing is that there's no quick healing at least so far in the game Mm. It's like you've got to equip to the fucking trauma pack right. and then you've got to like run away or like, I guess, crawl away while you're freaking applying this trauma pack and hope they don't hit you. And then, uh, you know, and then you got to go back to your gun. And like in my instance, it's like I'm out of fucking ammo. So then I got to reload my gun because I was using the trauma pack. Yeah. And, um, the weapon that I like a lot is that i've been really enjoying is the crossbow but it takes forever to fucking reload and you can't move and reload you You have to uh, stand still you get the the weapon upgrade for it yet i haven't i've been that's what i've been running around collecting the lunch boxes for because i want to upgrade that to get like the extra bolt and all that kind of stuff um because i know that makes a huge difference because there's a lot of enemies where it's like if i can just so first of all, probably the there's the the two best things about that weapon is it does a shitload of damage and you can recover your ammo. Mm-hmm. So like you don't have to worry about like running out of ammo and all this kind of stuff. If you kill something with it, you can pick the bolt back up and then reuse it. It's, you know, it's really nice in that way. Um, but I I did get. Th- uh, rifle rounds, but I haven't found a rifle yet, so I'm, I'm assuming there's one of those at some point. Yeah. But, um, because I mean, I know there was one in the first game, but uh, anyway, yeah, I'm, 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 I kind of just told Sarah that I just, I gotta play the game, so like, and she falls asleep every time I play it anyway, yeah. so I'm just, I, I'm shifting into just playing that game full time now. Mm-hmm. So hopefully over the next week or two, I should be able to kind of get through it. Good. But it's it's a little bit tough to play for long stretches for me. And I don't know I think it has a lot to do with the game constantly trying to break my attention mm. with the freaking like clue board and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Um like when I'm actually playing and fighting the bad guys and doing all that stuff, like I'm having a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh because I, I encountered an instance where there's this – and this isn't – I don't think this is too much of a spoiler. But there's this float and you have to find all of these like knickknacks yeah. to put on the float. Yeah. And I'm like, OK. So I f- there's this one thing you got to pick up is a circuit board and you've got to like jigger this thing to get this circuit board. And I go and I, I get to the circuit board. Where the circuit board's at, no button prompt, no nothing. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm like running around for like a half an hour. And then finally I Google it and I should have known better. But the reason why the button prompt was showing was not showing up, even though I I looked at all the things on the float, I read all the doodads, is that I didn't go to the clue board and put the fucking thing on the board. Wow, that's what triggered it. That's interesting. So I had to go in there, do all the fucking clue board shit that I've already been complaining about, and then it was like, oh, then the button prompt just pops up and Mm -hmm. I can pick it up because she, like, 
figured it out in her brain or whatever the hell it's right. supposed to symbolize. Yeah. But uh, it, it's – I'm making it seem like a major nitpick. It really isn't. It's kind of a minor nitpick, but uh, it's just one of those things where it's like – I understand that you want to make it immersive and you want to make it realistic and all of this stuff. And it's like she has to actually figure it out on her own. Mm. Before she, so they're like making you do that. But I don't mind it being a little bit video gamey and that like if I get to the thing, whether I got all the clues or not, just let me fucking get the thing. I know what I need to do. I shouldn't yeah. have to like trigger all these events <clears throat> just so she can say some blurb in her head and then I can pick the thing up. You know, like, I feel like if I do, if I, if I know where it's at and I did the things, I should be able to get it. I shouldn't have to trigger all these story beats just to make that button prompt pop up. But they probably had to do that to, like, control bugs and and things, I'm sure. Like, they have to probably railroad you a little bit in that regard. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, I'm still really enjoying it. Uh, I like that there's, there's a weird element in this game that there wasn't in the first one where... You're fighting some bad guys, and it's not pitch black outside, and that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I, I like, like, there's an element of where it's, like, dusk out, and it's still kind of light out, but you're, you're like, fighting bad guys that are starting to show up. And then whenever it gets safe, it's, like, the dawn. Like, it's it's really kind of... Yeah. It's I, the, the 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 style in the imagery in this game is, is fucking on point. It's some of the... Some of the best survival horror kind of uh atmosphere that i've seen in a long time oh it's fantastic yeah i agree wow all right so very good you're doing that cutting through by the way if if this is just a mini mini sidebar if anyone out there has not played castle crashers oh you owe it to yourself to fucking buy that remaster or castle crashers remastered on ps4 for like it's you could probably get it for like 10 bucks now or something like that and it is so worth it that game is it's so funny and just enjoyable and it's just cute and it's fun to play with a partner and so just throwing that out there (laughs) good recommendation especially during the holidays um moving on let's talk about listener feedback you can write our show at ps this is awesome at gmail.com you can also leave a comment on our youtube site under the the episode video you'd like to Say something, and then uh, you can also write us on Patreon, which we prefer you to do. But in order to do that, I believe you have to have a uh, subscription for $1 a month to do that. Um, but anyways, One Black Talon writes in, and I was thankful for this because I actually forgot that we did this last year. And they say, will your Christmas song be at the end of next week's episode? Yes, it will be, One Black Talon. It will be for sure. And... uh on, to top it off, it will be every episode of December that we do. We will feature uh, Tis the Season in Northwest Pennsylvania, which is a Flood original. Um, and you can stream it, add it to your playlist. It's a pretty fun one. Um, one Black Talent also wrote in and said that he did get the PlayStation Portal and so far really likes it. So that's good. I'm happy to hear that. I'm glad you picked one up. And uh, I don't know. I'm excited about the Christmas song. So I was uh, I was talking to Troy after the show mm. um, when you guys were packing up on Saturday. 
And I told him, I was like, man, I was really kind of bummed that you guys didn't throw Tis the Season on this fucking set list uh, and did like a punk rock version of it because that would have been cool as shit. Mm-hmm. And because uh, um, it's you know probably the last show you guys are playing this year, isn't it? We have one more in Erie. You have one more? Yeah, like the second week um, of December. But then we were talking and it's like, man, we should like, because you guys have been doing these these music videos for mm-hmm. for one of my land and we were talking like man it'd be cool if if we just did like a just like a live recording of us playing the song i agree in like in like christmas attire and then just like made it like that a happy holidays kind of thing to put out there because uh it's a fun song it I is mean, i I, thought, I think it's pretty cool i was gonna try to write another one uh and if i do and we can get it recorded I'm half tempted to do a seven inch for next Christmas. That would be cool. It would be cool. Um, two original Christmas songs. That'd be really fun. Those are like a thing. Like people like that kind of stuff. But I'm trying to oh, yeah. trying to work out how I can make another one. That nothing will be as good as Tis the Season, Jake. That was our baby. I don't know. I'm sure we could probably figure well, it out. Well, maybe we should put our heads together and do another one. Um yeah, but yeah, it'll be on at the end of this episode, so I hope you enjoy it. Um, let's get into the news. Every episode we talk about PlayStation news, and uh, this episode is no different, although there's not a whole lot of news that I'm necessarily excited about, nor are we going to bring up much news that is good news. But for those who like to collect physical copies of things, Pacific Drive, the first person survival game where you drive around an apocalypse in your car will be getting a physical release and it will be getting a deluxe edition and it will also feature a 24 page traveler's journal in-game items and more the game is scheduled for a spring of 2024 release window and jake honestly i think it's crazy that this has not yet been announced for psvr2 like this game looks like the perfect candidate for VR2. Now, there's probably reasons at this point why it hasn't been. Maybe it's a technology thing. Maybe they don't want to take the time to do it, but maybe they want to wait to see how the game does. It definitely looks like it could be a VR game for sure. Yeah. I don't understand why they haven't announced that it is yet because it would be perfect. It'd be such a cool game in VR, I think. But we're getting a physical version, so they're not going to Alan Wake it. So, uh... You know, we're going to get a physical copy. So that's just the first news point. Jake, do you have anything else about Pacific Drive? Are you excited for this game? Is it on your curiosity list or what? Um, it's on my curiosity list, but I don't know if it's if it's <laughs> something that I'm. What do I want to say? If it's if it's something that I'm like clamoring to play or anything like that mm. so i i'm mostly just kind of interested in what the game is gonna look like upon launch because mm-hmm. like i only really ever saw that that one kind of trailer that we got yeah. in that one showcase or whatever it was and it looked pretty neat but i uh, I think I need to see more like just gameplay of it. You know what I mean? 
So I, I think this is a game that if I were to like watch a gameplay kind of tr- a trailer of it after it came out, maybe someone doing a Let's Play or something, I could see myself being really interested in it. But it could be, like, it's really going to buckle down to the gameplay for me. Like, what is the gameplay loop of this game? Yeah. That's kind of my big thing. Well, they say it's a roguelike. survival games are... Survival games are really hit or miss with me, especially if it's a roguelike. Like, if if it's like, oh, I'm, you know, you're driving and driving and driving and driving. It's like, oh, I got fucking six and a half days, died. And then it's like, oh, I'm driving and driving. Oh, I got seven days this time. Di-. I'm probably not going to be interested in it. But if it's got more of a hook to it that makes me, like, want to keep going, like, I could see myself maybe getting into it. I mean, I did really like... Uh, I really liked um, Returnal, and that was based on the solely on how good the gameplay was, mm-hmm. how good the imagery of it was, and just the intrigue and mystery of the story. Yeah, and like so, so you can get me to play a roguelike, but it's got to have some special sauce on the gameplay front that's really keeping me engaged. Yeah, that's huge. I mean, that's essentially what games are, right? If they if they're not offering much value as far as gameplay. I mean, we, we've had our Order 1880-whatever and our, you know, our Walking Dead Telltale games and, you know, the Quantic Dream QuickTime games. But I think this one, if I had to put money on it, I don't know if you're going to have, like, weapons mounted to the vehicle eventually, but, like, my guess is is that you have to, like, gather resources somehow, find... Find little garages that you park in and that, that, that you can find things and then up, upgrade the car. So I don't know. We'll see. I, you're right. They're, they did have one video that seemed pretty lengthy, but I don't really remember much of it. But the game looks cool to me. But what? I wonder if it's going to be like a if it's going to be like a like a don't starve kind of situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a survival roguelike. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see. Yeah, time will tell. Time will tell. Well, next we're going to take a peek behind the curtains of Rockstar Games. So, former Rockstar Game technical director, I don't know how to pronounce his or her name, O-B-B-E Vermeij, V-E-R-M-E-I-J, had a blog up, and they were posting some stuff about former Rockstar titles. Um, You know, they were kind of cluing the gaming industry in on, you know, what happened to the really, really old game called Agent that Rockstar had teased and we're going to work on it. But, like, gave some insight on a lot of this stuff. Apparently, Rockstar Games got a hold of this person and they said, hey, we need you to take your blog down even though he's not even employed there anymore, and apparently there are no NDAs that were signed, or if they have the um, statutes of limitations on the ND- NDAs are probably exhausted. You know what I mean? So anyways, yeah. he took it down, and then and then they say, well, I got an email from Rockstar North. Apparently some of the OGs there are upset by my blog. I genuinely didn't think anyone would mind me talking about 20-year-old games. But I was wrong. Something about ruining the Rockstar mystique or something. So, which is a funny and interesting, like, response from this person. Because, like, because he took down the stuff about the game doesn't necessarily... There should be no inferences made that 
this means that Rockstar is working on an aging game, right? Or that they're, it's just like, kind of like what this person's indicating is that like Rockstar, I think lean really heavy on their secrecy and really heavy on their, what the fuck is Rockstar doing? Or why'd this game get canceled? Are they still secretly working on it for 20 fucking years? You know what I mean? Like they, they, they keep engaged with gamers because of this mystique that they have garnered. And they're like one of the few companies that this hasn't blown back on, right? Like, it's just, oh, that's just, they get the old, oh, that's just Rockstar. Oh, that's just how they do it. You know what I mean? Like, they get a fucking pass for not telling anybody shit. But, like, a studio like Naughty Dog has, like, because I give Naughty Dog shit, like, you know, like, has to fucking be transparent to a fucking T or else their fans start to backlash against them. And it's just like, wow. So the, I think that there's probably a fine line between the, those studios. You know what I mean? Like the, between like giving too much info and like not giving nearly enough. But I think Rockstar has found a way to turn this quote-unquote mystique that they have going into a PR machine in and of itself. And I think that's really interesting. Um, Jake, anything on that? I don't know that like I get that they want to be mysterious and all of this stuff but like <laughs> like people want to know like behind the curtains you know what I mean like they want they want a little bit of, you don't have to talk about the games you're working on now or even like the games that you worked on within the last 10 years mm. but talking about like a beloved game like grand theft auto 3 it's like one of the you know arguably one of the most influential video games of all time mm-hmm. and as far as open world games go and like if they were to release an official documentary with all of the you know, all of the backdoor knowledge and goings on and how that game was made and how it got onto P- PlayStation 2 and all this stuff. Do people would eat that shit up. Mm-hmm. So it, I don't know why they're so cagey. To me, it just seems kind of silly. It seems pretentious. But, I mean, they're not, the, they're not the only company that's like this. I mean, Valve's kind of similar, mm. although Valve... Even Valve will do like they just released not that long ago, like a documentary on Half-Life, like a 25th anniversary documentary on Half-Life, which is on YouTube. They did it themselves. And that's fucking cool. Like I you don't have to give you don't have to give up the secret sauce. Just like I think it's just neat as like people who are. uh, Interested in the industry. And the history and all of that stuff, like, I don't know. Like, we even know about things like how, you know, Apple got started and Microsoft and all this stuff. Like, like, I, I guess I'm just not sure that there is anything to gain by caging all of this stuff off. Mm. Like I said, I mean, tw- like... Within the last 10 years, sure. There's still probably stuff that was, like, recently canceled or has been in development hell or whatever. You don't want to talk about it. You don't want to fucking blow up anybody. 
that doesn't deserve it, NDAs, things like that, whatever. But stuff from like 15, 20 years ago, like I'm not saying that it should be public domain or anything. Right. It's their private business. But like, like I don't. I don't know what they gain by saying like, "Ooh, nobody knows how fucking Grand Theft Auto Three was made." Like, what's like, it gonna hurt, right? Who fucking cares? I mean, some you people know? do. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, like I, like I am. Cares. If anything, if anything, I'm put off by the secrecy. Right. Not like, oh, it's so cool that they're so secret. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but, I don't know. But most just, people think it's kind of cool. Like they get a pass. No, it's entirely possible that they're hiding skeletons. Yeah. And if that's the case and they don't want to ruin their good name, I guess I can sort of get that. Yeah. But I don't know. It just seems kind of weird to me. Like I I I don't know. I'm more of a I'm just a, I'm just a fan of video gaming history. So I love Correct. you know things like uh, console wars the book and you know Masters of Doom and mm. all this kind of stuff learning about how my favorite games were made. And, you know, whenever I hear that, I'm excited and I want to go back and play those games. Yeah. Like, think about if you were like, oh, we're releasing on YouTube a documentary about how Grand Theft Auto 3 was made. And then at the same time, we're releasing for sale a $20, like, remastered version of Grand Theft Auto 3. Right. People are going to watch that documentary for free on YouTube, and then they're going to want to play the game. Right. So they might go buy it on PS5 or something. I don't. To me, it's just marketing. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of kind of dragging on, but there might be some silly ad hoc like Grand Theft Auto documentaries and stuff, like with you know from news outlets. Oh, I'm and sure journalists. there's unofficial shit. And yeah, yeah. but it would, it would be smart if I mean Rockstar is all about fucking control. Like, why don't they just control? the message themselves and just do one, do a proper one. I guess the only reason why they care about this is because the guy was a rock star employee. Right. Yeah. He know he knows. He knows things. It's not yeah, like it's not speculation. It's not like those like those unofficial documentaries are just like speculation and rumor or they can be they can be swept under the rug as like some you know six degrees of Kevin Bacon kind of shit where it's just like, oh, you know uh it's all hearsay, like, maybe. You right? can't prove it. Yeah. 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 Eh, interesting. Anyways, I thought that was an interesting news point. Um, you know, this next one is weird. We'll, we'll jump back onto this briefly because I still find it really kind of crazy. But the PlayStation Portal is doing really well sales wise. And, uh, and, and it was kind of like. They haven't really advertised the shit out of it at all. And in fact, when I was hanging out with LJ this weekend, he said that he was, and I don't mean to misquote him or anything, but we had a discussion about this and he somehow was thinking that the portal and the backbone were the same thing. And it's like, I could totally understand how someone might not even know the difference, you know, because Sony has not pushed the portal. It's just kind of got this, this undercurrent moving it. And the weird thing about, the portal is um is it my time on reddit has kind of shown me that a lot of the people buying it tend to be family got family men because they can play their playstation and they can give back the tv to the rest of the house 
So I think that's a big thing. But like, you know, the backbone requires your phone to be used. So while you're gaming, you can't take calls, you know. So the portal is like the perfect solution for this. Um, so a lot, you know, a lot of these, and then another thing is, is like, you can give it, give it to your kids and then they're not fucking taking up the TV when you want to watch a football game. You know what I mean? So like there is something to being able to stream games to the portal and not have to tie up a television. Yeah. But I'll say that the interesting news point is, is that PlayStation portal at the request of Sony is being tracked in terms of sales as a console. And this is interesting. And I can't figure out why they would want this to be the case. I mean, I mean, I can see why they would want it to be the case because they can just, they can, uh, they can inflate their sales numbers by adding these on top of the PS5 numbers by just saying PlayStation consoles sold so many, right? But, are these going to sell that much to make a difference? I don't know. I mean, I don't think there's a ton of them out there, even though they're sold out everywhere. Right. I think I read somewhere they like, sold like 5,000 or something. But, uh, but in like me, a week like, somewhere. Sorry. That's where not, do you, total. <laughs> where do you put it otherwise? You know what I mean? Like an accessory it's more than it's more than like an accessory though. Is it? I mean, I guess it's a second screen for like, your PlayStation. I guess, yeah. It it does it doesn't it doesn't run. It's a really weird thing. Yeah, I mean, I personally agree with you that yeah, it probably should be more of an accessory than a uh than a console, but it is a controller with a screen and you're playing directly on the thing and there's just no game running natively. But if you think about like the future, probably console, this is going to be what a console is in the future. It might use your TV rather than the screen in your hand, but I could see a future where all games are streamed. Mm. So if that's the case, then what are those devices? Are they not consoles? Yeah, I don't know. Are they just peripherals for your television? Like I like like I don't know. You know what I mean? So I guess maybe it's one of those things that we'll just have to see how this ages from a vernacular standpoint cuz it's entirely possible that uh that it just dies on the vine and they're like this is not a fucking console it's a controller <laughs> now it's Psych. we're just calling it an accessory or whatever but it could but it could also be like you know like I'm saying that like this is how consoles are going so all consoles are going to be this now I guess right. I don't know right yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's just it's really strange. Such a strange thing. I was watching like a digital foundry uh breakdown of the portal. And it, it was my understanding that Sony's not trying to make money on this thing. And it's just like, okay. 
I don't know. I, I guess they're just trying to put it out there. You know, the more people who have something like this, the more likely they are to buy a game or something. You know what I mean? For the, another game. Well, I mean, every as long as they're not losing like a lot of money on it. I mean, this is just one more thing to attract you to the PlayStation sure, ecosystem. Right. It's just so, a weird thing, man. I get it. I it would like strange, to hold though. one, but they say it works best when you hardwire your PlayStation to your, to your router. You have to. You, I don't see any way how I don't see how it could function very well without doing that. So there's that, and I and I don't have a way to do that unless I were to move my entire entertainment center or start drilling through walls and shit. So ain't happening for me. Anyways, let's move on to the next news. You could point. just run it. Oh, I guess maybe you couldn't because of the way that your house is set up. Um, you could run it. I was going to say you could run it through the floor into the basement and then over and back up. But I think your isn't your where your shit set up, isn't it, over your studio? Mm-hmm. So it might be difficult for you to get through and and back up. I don't know. Like that's like that's how I've done stuff like that in the past is rather than trying to get it from room to room, I just if it's the first floor, just go into the basement and then across the basement ceiling and then back up into the other room. Yeah, that's smart. It's a lot of, a lot of finagling. Yeah, not worth it, really. Yeah, we have a couple TVs. It's fine. Um, anyways, uh, what was the next news point? Was yeah. So some news for Sony Santa Monica Studios, and I don't know if you need to read into this or anything or what this can mean. I, I mean, they're just clearly gearing up for. An, another release or something, but there was a recent news post at Push Square that Bonnie Jean Ma or Jean Ma is now working with Sony Santa Monica Studios as a narrative director. You may know Bonnie's name because she was the former Gears of War narrative director. And I don't even know if Bonnie is a female. I guess I'm presuming that it is. I think that I think that she is. Um, so that's weird because Gears of War was strictly a Microsoft property. So interesting and i don't know i don't know a whole lot about gears of war but i think it was enjoyed by a lot of people i don't know what the if the story you know was there a great yeah, story I mean, it, yeah well i don't it's one of those things where I, I i just remember the game being really fun i don't necessarily remember being like blown away by the story but i only ever played the first game yeah so i think it gets a little bit more narrative heavy as you move along mm-hmm. but uh yeah, I this to me is almost like are they are they is Sony Santa Monica now moving on to something new outside of God of War, that's, which would be kind of interesting. So to bring her in to do something neat. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Or maybe she's being brought in to work on the next God of War game. If you think about it. It makes total sense. It's the same acronym for the last game she came from. Gears of War, God of War. Obvious choice. Obvious choice. <laughs> right? Like why would you think she needs on her resume? Yeah. I mean she could just say I was a narrative director for GOW and they'd be like, Oh shit. Time traveler. Some from the future. Could be. It's possible. Nah, I'm just I'm just jesting. Anywho. Dude, this next news point. Didn't make me happy, but I accept it. I accept it because I think it's best 
that this game comes out and just crushes. Warhammer. Yeah, I, I saw this. I saw this uh, <sighs> yesterday, the day before that, and I was like bummed, but at the same time, I kind of. I don't want to say I forgot it was coming out, oh, but man. it's one of those games that I've kind of like put in the back of my head where it's just like there's so much other shit going on right now. Mm. I want to be in the right headspace when this game comes out. Like I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to be like, you know, I don't know. So I, I'm, I am glad the second half of 2024. Do you remember when it was originally going to come out this this winter? December. Yeah. Is that what it says? So, so the news um, point, real quick, real quick, 40K, yeah, Space Marines 40K, um, Space Marine 2, sorry, Warner 40K, Space Marines 2, is being delayed despite having a winter 2023 release window. So it's been pushed to the second half of 2024. So we're talking June through December of 2024, and Focus Entertainment is doing this, uh, and they said the game's now poised to ship in the second half of 2024 to provide the time needed to properly polish the game and ensure the best possible experience. They also indicate the release date will be announced in December 2023. My guess is we're going to see something at the Game Awards to push this fucking game a little further. We'll see. Jake, go back to what you were saying. You saw this news point. You kind of forgot about it. Yeah, I... I, uh, They're delaying it far enough that... I'm guessing that they just need more time with it. Like, I don't think that this is like uh, we're trying to get out of the the window of all these games that are coming out, mm. blah, 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 blah. I think it's like, okay, well, they're delaying it more than – I mean, second half of mm. 2024 theoretically could be a year. Yeah. It could be next. It could be December. December. Yeah, it could be. could be a year. So, you know – that tells me that they probably need to do some more work on it. And like you, I'm just – I got plenty of other shit to play. Take your time. I want it to be just as good. I want to have the same kind of experience as I did when I played the first game. You know, I obviously we're going to have some expectations going into it because we both are such huge uh, proponents of the first game. But – I just want it to be as best as it, the best it can possibly be yeah. when it comes out. Yeah, I agree, man. I uh, I want it to be a big success. I, I want it to be. I know that the first one was like a, you know, I don't know if you want to call it like a cult hit kind of, but I would like more people to to see the light. You know what I mean, dude? I love that the and, story was so good. Like the story was good. It was narrative driven. Yeah, and I loved how it was about like a, like a I don't know if you want to call it like a fallen space marine kind of thing. It was just kind of interesting, and then uh, like the Warhammer lore is just so crazy to begin with. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, if they can if they can really nail it and, and get this into the zeitgeist, I think that would be that would be awesome. Then all we need is a fucking Richard too, and the podcast will be. Full circle. The circle will be complete. Yeah, and then we can just <laughs> shut it down. Yeah, we'll be good. Yeah, shut her down. It's time to the, shut uh, this episode shit down. Episode 500, Richard 2 comes out. Jesus. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, but no, that would be cool. Yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to this game. And the more I get into miniature gaming and like just painting shit and like just perusing the online tabletop 
board game sites, the more I realize how dominant space marines are amongst just the general, like, I don't know, the, the, the Warhammer community is like probably one of the, it, it, I'll tell you this. Now that I'm in, I'm so thankful I have a 3D printer. Some of those, I had to print a bunch of proxies for my expansion. So uh, Warhammer, um, they put out that Cursed City game, and then there were two expansions that were like really hard to get a hold of. You get them, but they did not include the miniatures. And it was like, oh, you can fucking buy the miniatures at the store. And it's like, okay, well, what are they? Like five bucks a piece? No, Warhammer miniatures are like fucking $35 per miniature. And it's Very like, expensive. Yeah. what the fuck? Like, why? So I've, I got on, uh, found all kinds of awesome proxies. And it looks just like them, you know. And it's, I can print them. I don't fucking care. I'll beat your system. Um Dude, I when I was a kid in like I don't know probably like seventh grade through seventh or eighth grade through mm-hmm. maybe high school end of high school, maybe my first year of college, I was into this miniature tabletop game called Cronopia, mm-hmm. which is like it's like a Warhammer style game, but it's all it's all fantasy. So like it it's all like you know axes and archers and wizards and and all this kind of shit. And uh, I used to buy miniatures from you. Remember there used to be that store, Fantasy Cards and Comics. Loved it, yeah. In Meadville, mm-hmm. and um, dude, I remember it wasn't cheap even back then. So I can't imagine like in what it is like now. I don't understand why they're so upscaled. So like it depends on who makes them. So like some now are th- are they are they still pewter or are they? No, they're just fucking plastic. plastic. They're hard plastic now. And oh, then fuck that. I mean, I just three pr- D print your own. Yeah, dude, they're just <laughs> hard plastic. So I'm looking right now on Games Workshop site. Um, let me let me find. So I go to Space Marines. Yeah, the art is just so fucking awesome. Just to be clear, they uh, it's so fucking rad. Um, they just put up a new a new online store. So, dude, I'm not even fucking kidding you. Like, you can pre-order a miniature this big from Warhammer. His name is I'm a Tech the Storm Lord. Keep in mind, he doesn't come to you painted. That's part of that's part of the fun is you have to paint him. So if you suck at painting, you're gonna fucking ruin him. Forty five dollars. This big plastic for one for one. Go to warhammer.com. Click on English. It's absolutely asinine, and they're selling them. They're selling these fucking miniatures, and I don't understand how they get away with this it's crazy so man i don't know it's absolutely insane um so if we go to pretty much like the imperial knights those are the big ass ones you can't even look at those you gotta look at the tiny guys i guess the imperial knights are huge but their prices on miniatures are absolutely astounding now this is warhammer specifically they're notorious, notorious for having very expensive miniatures. 
Um, that's why like it's really funny. Like if you go on YouTube and you look at some of these professional painters and they show off their armies, you're like, oh my god, like that's like a seven hundred dollar plastic army you have, and it's just like, and it's not even like that impressive unless you know. But like sometimes they sell them by the box. Like, but sometimes I really, really like here these Skitari Rangers. They look kind of cool. They look like they come out of the the movie Dune, right? These S-K-I-T-A-R-I-I Rangers. You get one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten of them, and it's they're fifty. It's fifty five dollars for ten. To me, that still seems like a fuck ton of money for plastic. For little things. Like, I'll spend, like, 28 bucks on a huge G.I. Joe that fucking moves and has weapons, and you can pose them and take pictures. These guys get shipped to you on sprues that you then have to remove with special scissors. you got to glue or snap fit them together. Then you have to prime and paint them. And there's so much room for them to get fucked up or broken to pay $55 for 10 I mean, people would say that's a really good deal. Because then they have, like, the combat patrols. And these combat patrols, they're like the Adeptus Mechanicus combat patrols. It's $160 for this pre-order. And there's three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's probably about 20, 20 miniatures. 160 bucks, Dude, I can't believe people fucking pay money for it. But they set up their games. that They, they pretty much run the market. Like, they have really awesome tabletop games. And you got to use their figures. What do you do? You know? What do you do? It's crazy. I just wanted like a couple cool space marines to paint, and I was like going to buy a couple, and I was like, I'm not paying that kind of fucking money for a space marine. I'll buy like a knockoff STL file online. Isn't it astounding? Yeah, man. I yeah, I wanted to trying to find um yeah. Here we go. So I'll, I'll, I just in the chat I just sent a uh, a picture of this is just one of the figurines oh, wow. from that game I used to play. That's and awesome. And these were these were cast pewter. Yeah, they weren't plastic or anything, and you had to like it would they were metal, and you would paint them. That's awesome. And they had these stands that you would like have to glue them to and everything, but that would be like one piece. And then they would it was cast, and then they had some of the bigger miniatures mm-hmm. would be multiple pieces that you had to like glue together before you painted them, but they they were still all like cast pewter. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. But it I it seems like everything is I I get it that like the pewter shit's probably really expensive now, and mm. maybe there's some environmental hazards or something with doing it, and that's why they don't want to do it anymore. But uh yeah, it's a uh, Miniature games are fucking, and this was like one of those ones, and I've never played Warhammer, I assume it's the same way, Mm -hmm. but you would have like all these stat sheets, and you would be like, you know, you would, it would literally, you'd be on a tabletop with a tape measure, like measuring how far you can move your character, and like, it was awesome, you would like build armies based on, you know, you would have rules for the match of like, every character was worth so many points and you would like build armies based on how many points you wanted to use. And you had to mix and match like how powerful characters you wanted mm-hmm. versus how much quantity you wanted. It's like Stratego, it was, but uh, like fantasy. Yeah, man, it was so fun. Um, and, uh, I had a buddy who back in the day in his basement had, he took two sawhorses, 
put a, a, a four by eight sheet of plywood on it mm-hmm. and literally kitted the entire thing out with terrain and fucking trees and all and like so awesome. water and all this shit to like have battles on. It was really fucking fun. Mm-hmm. And I, I just haven't been able to have that experience in a long time. The closest thing I ever got was when we were playing. What was that game we were playing? Heroescape? Heroescape, yeah. Which is that game was pretty fun too. The, the Hasbro tried to bring it back with a with a Haslab and it failed. So they had a lot of people pissed off that they, they didn't hit their goals because there were a lot of people that wanted to buy it. So um, I still have unopened Heroescape sets of minis, and I, I could probably sell them for quite a bit of money online. So um, I don't play it anymore. I could probably get rid of that for probably like five six hundred yeah. bucks, probably honestly. But that wasn't that wasn't Warhammer, but that was that was Hasbro, I think, uh, licensed product. It was like their version of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're kind of off the beaten path here, dude. But I love that miniature yeah. stuff, and I've been playing uh, tabletop miniature games, uh, like more 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 like uh, Ameritrash kind of stuff, which which is a whole nother conversation. It's just like back in the day, they used to have board board games you know where you're not using a tape measure you have squares to move and dice to roll and stuff um but yeah super super fun stuff but i just i can't believe how i guess back full circle on this topic how huge warhammer 40k is and the space Marines specifically is like the crown jewel of warhammer like it's like what you think of now um, you know, they have old hammer, which is all the fantasy stuff like the, uh, you know, like the dwarves and the fucking dragons and shit like that. They they do stuff with what they what fans call old hammer. And then there's Warhammer, um, all Citadel stuff, um, but super cool. But yeah, this game is going to be awesome when it comes out so we can wait. Let's go to the next news point. Um, so this is this one's kind of interesting. And I'd be curious if any of our listeners um play tabletop mini games too but uh next news point asobo studios the developer behind a plague tale and a plague tale 2 is uh, which is requiem is now working with focus entertainment to chase after yet another project plague tale requiem uh now has three million confirmed players uh neither studio meaning asobo asobo or Focus Entertainment have indicated what this new project is. As far as I'm concerned, it very well could be the third in third and last Plague Tale game. Um, seems that it's been doing well enough. Now, Jake, you've never played Requiem, correct? Uh, that is correct. Oh. I was interested in playing it. And I've heard nothing but good things about it, but I was kind of put off by when I heard it was like 30 to 40 hours long. I was just like, I don't. <laughs> Like, I was just thinking about the first game, like the way that the first game plays, but it's 30 hours long and I just wanted to shoot myself. Yeah. So I because I I liked the first game, but I liked it because it was a reasonable length. Mm. Like if if that game had been a lot longer, I don't think I would have liked it as much. But uh, I don't know. I I need to get to it at some point. It's fantastic. I I do need to play it. I loved it. I love so do they? Do they leave the the second game? They leave it open for a third game. I'm guessing. Yeah. So that's probably what it is. I don't know why it wouldn't be. Although it doesn't. Asobo also make like Flight Simulator for Microsoft or something. Yeah, maybe. So so like they they might be working on that too. I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. All right, we got two more news points, and then we could talk about new games coming out this week. 
and then we'll wrap things up for the week. Uh, sorry, one more news point. My mistake. Last news point, Jake, may affect you. It may not affect you. But the director for Returnal is leaving Housemark. Harry Kruger, not far off from Freddy Kruger, is departing the studio and states it's a very difficult decision. He didn't indicate where his next move was going to be to or what his future plans were. But, yeah, so I uh, did a hell of a job with Returnal. So, I don't know. Leaving Housemark. Did you ever play Returnal? Yeah. Yeah, I think I got to, like, the third world. Oh, yeah. That's, that's like, everybody's hanging point is that fucking third boss. Did you beat the third boss? No, I didn't. I don't even think I got to them. I just got I got distracted started playing something else. I loved Returnal, yeah. but I'm, I didn't have it in me. Dude, it was, I mean, the game could be frustrating, but it, like, the RNG was especially annoying. But, man, that game just was a fucking master pl- class in gameplay. And, like, the way that it felt to, like, move around and shoot those weapons and fight, like, it was just, every time I play a game like that, I'm like, why doesn't every fucking game feel like It's got to be hard to do, right? It has to be. Now, I get you to want every game being super arcadey like that, but shoot, man. It's like, if you take that game and then, like, in the first person space, you take Doom, I'm like, Man, every fucking game should feel like this. Unless it's like a realistic shooter and then maybe make it fucking feel like Call of Duty. Or or uh or um Destiny or something. Yeah. But like there's so many games that I play, either first or third person, where the control is just like, what the fuck, man? Like play one of these other games, make it feel like work on it until it feels like that. And I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm coming at this from a very, very ignorant point of view. For, like, I don't know anything about game development. Yeah. What's the secret um, sauce to making them feel that good, though? But, man, it, it's a bummer that Mr. Kruger is leaving. Hopefully it doesn't have any impact on the next title that they're working on, um, which would be which will be the first – title that they release as a fully owned sony studio because returnal i believe was largely developed while they were second party yeah so i'll be curious what the next game is and hopefully that uh mr kruger's departure does not affect that all that much because housemark games regardless of what you think about them they are so they play so well, I don't, and they're so fun to play. Yeah, dude, I don't you think might say that, like, anyone trash Housemark. You might say that, like, Rezogun is not my kind of game. You might say that, uh, you know, Matterfall or Next Machina or Returnal or, or, like, Alien Nation or Dead Nation or whatever. Like, you might say these aren't my kinds of games, but if you have, like, any amount of brain cells in your skull, like... It, just like playing it, you're like, oh, this feels great. And so I really hope that I'm really looking forward to their next game. Even if it isn't for me, I'm probably going to be willing to check it out just because yeah. I know it's going to play awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Uh, they make good games, bottom line. But, Jake, it's time to talk about new games coming out. So who cares about Space Marines next year or whatever the hell Sobo's working on or what the next big housemark game is because we got some new games 
this week. And every episode we talk about when we can. <laughs> New games coming out. So November 28th, we got Calico and Roots of Paca. November 29th, Forest Grove. Orton was the case that they gave me. And The Traveler's Path. It's not that, but you know. And uh, November 30th, Arcadian Atlas. Asterix and Obelix slap them all too. Gangs of Sherwood. Motesilo, no girlfriend since birth. Pinball M. Pixel Cafe. Tintin Reporter, Cigars of the Pharaoh. Truck and Logistics Simulator. Turok 3, Shadow of Oblivion. Weird. Fucking out of nowhere. But then, SteamWorld Build. What? <laughs> I've never heard of this. I'm like looking at it right now. Like as soon as I saw that, I was like, "Yeah, this is the one that caught my what is eye." This? I don't know what it is, but at the, the beginning, Steam World of the games show. are good. So I, it's a city really building dungeon crawling video game. And uh, I'll have to look this up. This I wonder if this is a PC. Oh no, you said it's coming. This is PS PlayStation, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if it's a city builder, it, it I might kind of struggle with but it. But they also say but, dungeon crawling. But that's that's what I mean. If there's like a if there's like a an action aspect to it, all the screenshots that I'm seeing are all of the city building portion. Um, but that's awesome that another SteamWorld game is coming out because those SteamWorld dig. One and two and SteamWorld Heist, all three of those games are fucking lit. It has an eighty so, percent on open critic right now. Which is not bad. So I I'll have to maybe after the podcast or something, I'll look up some like a trailer or something for it. Cause it that's uh that's pretty neat. Dude, I was like zoning out the the like until that very last one because like every other game that you mentioned is just like fucking word salad yeah right like i like like all these games just kind of like blend together now it's like all this crap that comes out that i've never heard of before but like other than obviously like turok and shit like that but um um like asterisk and obelix slap them all too like what the fuck is that but like uh uh, Motus Solo, no girlfriend since birth. What does that mean? Um, but like, dude, SteamWorld build might have to might have to look into that. I don't know if I'm going to play it, but it's definitely something that I'm interested in. Yeah. Now that I've seen it. Yeah, uh, I was a really big SimCity fan back in the day on the PC, but I don't know how. I'll tell you that when it comes to city building games. You lose me when you start, like, figuring out how to run, like, water lines and, like, all of this specific shit. Like, just let me put down some plots, build a couple fucking roads. Don't make me manage the money, like, how much money goes to parks and recreations and shit like that. Like, I'm, I don't give a fuck. Like, give me control over how much I can tax everybody (laughs) and where the roads and the plots of land go. That's all I care about. And then just let it do its thing. And maybe I can control police and fire also. Um, I, if it gets too simulatory, I get lost in these games. You know what I mean? If it, they can be too complex for their own good. What I think I like about the idea of there being a Steam World build game is that 
they only usually take their games to a certain level of complexity because I think they know this going in. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. That's it for the show, Jake. Do you have anything else you want to talk about before we sign off? Um, no, I don't think so. I'm going to have to do something with this room that I fucking record in. It's kind of windy today, and I don't... I I don't um I live in an old house so the way that a lot of times they like if they put forced air into an old house and your house probably has something similar where they'll like run they'll run a like a single duct up to the second story mm-hmm. and then they'll like split it between rooms. Yep, that's how right. ours and so is. like so like the way that our like like there's one duct that goes from the basement there's actually multiple ducks in my house to go from the basement to the second story just because the house is so big. But, like, uh, there's there's one that goes up, and when it th- there's a wall that shares between our bedroom and the room that I'm in, and the duct comes straight up between, like, between the wall, between those two rooms. And then when you open the vent in this room and the vent in the bedroom, I can literally just see through yeah, right. to the bedroom. Yep, that's how ours is. Because it's like, it's like shared, right? So in order to heat this room, I have to shut the vent in the bedroom. Right. Otherwise, it does a bad job of heating both rooms. Right, it's inefficient. If that makes any sense. Yeah. So like, uh, you probably know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it sucks. So like, uh, so I always keep the vent in this room closed so that the bedroom stays decently warm. I, I actually kind of keep it half closed because I don't like it too hot in the bedroom at night. But uh, at least it gets so. Warm like I came there. in here, I came in here to fucking record, and it's been really windy. And my house breathes a lot, mm. but it's been really windy and it's cold today. And it was like fifty-seven degrees in this room. <laughs> so like I'm like I was a little chilly to start it out, but I opened the vent and it's kind of warmed up in here, and I'm. I got a blanket or whatever, but like, yeah. I need to like seal the window or something because uh, it's a little bit, a uh, little bit cool. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, other than that, I don't know. I don't really have a lot to say. I'm excited to play some more Alan Wake. Yeah, and I don't even know what the next game is that's coming out that I'm excited about. I know I have a little bit of interest in that um, that Avatar game, that open world like Far Cry style avatar game that's coming out. You still need to beat the Dead Space um, remake now that you started it. Yeah, I do need to get back to that too. And obviously I'm playing that other game, uh, Tactica. But, uh, dude, I've just been looking, like, since we started talking about it, I've just been looking at, like, old pictures of fucking this game I used to yeah, play. Yeah, you're going to get like, the, the bug, cool dude. Books and, like, all this shit. And I'm just like, man... I would never have a reason, and like somebody started a Kickstarter to re to like reboot it, but like I don't think it was ever popular enough that it's really going to take off. Dude, again. that stuff's so fun. But it's just cool. Like I don't know that I I have the I don't think I have like the the patience or the time or the willingness to put into like really doing it, you know. But I. Uh, I, I I love it in concept. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't know. You just got to dedicate dedicate some time to it. It's funny. I, I was talking to LJ about <clears throat> doing like game nights and stuff, 
And he goes, well, doesn't Jake go? And I was like, no, Jake doesn't fucking come to those things. And he goes, why not? I'm like, because he has a million other hobbies. Like, he can't dedicate 30 <laughs> hours of his life to go play fucking roll some dice, you know? And uh, he, Dude, I'll be honest with you. Usually, like, when Sarah comes to play with you is, like, one of the times that I actually catch up some of my gaming. Oh, that makes my sense. My video games. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, I don't get a lot of free time. Because usually, like, when we're together in the evenings, we're watching something together. I'm not playing video I games. I get it. So, uh, but, I'm creating the opening for you to get yeah, you gaming. I'm sure that, uh, I'm sure that, I'm sure that I'll come back and play again oh, eventually. Yeah. You should, man. I it's just, a lot of fun. I my my biggest thing with them, and, and we've talked about this ad nauseum, is just like you never know if it's going to be an hour and a half thing or if it's going to be fucking six hours long. Yeah. And it's just like I can't <laughs> – I cannot maintain yeah. a, a properly good mood and an attention span for that long. Yeah. Well, so like, I can assure you that HeroQuest will never exceed three hours. It, it hasn't yet. Um yeah. You know, yeah, no, it never has. So it's, it's, the quests are, are, they're confined to a board. You know what I mean? Like the board is there. Mm-hmm. It's not like, yeah, some of those other games can be really long though, for sure. But Hero Quest is. Yeah, I know Sarah does, Sarah does some of these fucking Arkham campaigns with Seth on Arkham and they're like fucking five hours long. Yeah. I'm like, hold on. I know, I know they like talk and they get. Yeah, that's stuff, a big part of it like, too is, is, is. It's gone all day. If you have a group of people who. Whose objective is to just fucking do the game and not catch up in between turns and stuff. Like if you're it's like, okay, you're up, you're up, you're up. You know what I mean? Keeping the group on task is really important. So Yeah. Um if you can't do that, then uh, you know, you can run into some problems for sure. But anyways, dude, let's let's sign off for the day. Uh thanks. I hope everybody had a nice Thanksgiving and I hope everybody had some time to recharge. And uh, we're moving right into December. There's going to be some some more holiday shit going on here in a couple of weeks. We're going to try to keep the podcast rolling uh, weekly as we have been. Um, just don't be mad at us if something gets delayed. You know, I, I think we've pretty much got that all figured out with the recording schedule. But anyways, I hope you had a nice Thanksgiving. Thank you. We're going to put on this song by uh, Fred Ogman and the Flood called Tis the Season in Northwestern P. It's not December yet. You still want to do it? What, what when is it? It's twenty seventh. December right? is not till next week. But this is going to air on Wednesday. What's Wednesday? There's only twenty eight days in December. What? What are you talking or, about? Wait, what did I say? I said twenty eight days in November. A, what Wednesday's month am I thinking of? What month has twenty eight days? February. Oh, okay. Yeah. For some reason, I was thinking February. Yeah. Well, shit. Maybe we have to wait an episode. One Not black talent. I'm week. sorry. We sorry for the blue balls, buddy. Yep, fake out. It's not December yet, so we attribute that to my bad calendar uh, skills. Um, yeah, so next episode we will have the Fred Oakman song going from the sixth all the way through the twenty seventh. So you will get it four times. You'll get the royal treatment four times, and if you want to listen to it on your own time, you can just go stream it on Spotify. But uh, until then, guys, thanks so much. Sorry, One Black Talon. I'll make it up to you. Maybe we'll put it on twice next episode back to back. <laughs> I'm kidding. All right. Uh, play the original version that was like oh, fucking geez. horrible compared to We'll do a documentary version. on it. Yeah. All right. So like Machinarium, Maquette, 
and Matterfall. P.S. This is yes, awesome. This is awesome.